What is up, everybody? It's your boy, Ray, and welcome to another fantastic episode of This Week in Reselling. And in today's episode, guys, it is a banger of an episode because we got Matt, the thrifter sifter, on today's episode. If you don't know Matt, Matt is an incredible reseller. He hasn't been reselling long, but he has been killing it in the reselling game so much that he went from part-time to now full-time. So we get to find out a little bit more on that journey from part-time to full-time in this week's episode so like always guys make sure to follow uh our guests down in the description below on all their socials and make sure to follow us the nashville flippers on all our social media platforms guys tiktok the nashville flippers instagram the nashville flippers and youtube the nashville flippers and if you of course if you have any questions make sure to email us at the nashville flippers at gmail.com and without further ado guys here's the episode god bless y'all peace go get go get your drink you're good all right. All right. someone already gave us a thumb de- thumbs down on our youtube channel <laughs> yeah so uh guys so welcome this is ray what's your name d I uh, forgot. Uh, Dustin. And Dustin coming at you live with another This Week in Reselling. Um, I'm excited for this one, Dustin. Are you? Are you? I am. It's been a good week. Mm-hmm. It's been a great week. Uh, we have our boy, uh, Matt, the thrifter sifter, joining us today, doing a little bit of interview time. If you guys don't know Matt, Matt is a full-time, uh, recently full-time reseller. Um, he sells on all platforms, I believe, except for Amazon, right, Matt? Yeah, let me make this widescreen. All right. Um, yeah, I'm doing like a Facebook marketplace locally and eBay, and I'm starting to ship stuff on Facebook as well. And then I have the antique booth in town, too. Yes. So, so we'll get into that for sure. But um, yeah, so you guys can follow Matt on all uh, his socials are down there below on the description. We'll also put the uh, dis- the socials on the description on our uh, podcast. So guys, make sure you follow Matt on all his um, social media platforms. It's the Thrifter Ship Thrifter <laughs> Sifter on TikTok, Thrifter <laughs> underscore Sifter on Instagram. Yeah. And uh, is it Thrifter Sifter on YouTube as well, Matt? Yeah, it's just uh, like my TikTok name, Thrifter Sifter. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Anything that I missed on there? Uh, eBay store, Thrifter Sifter. Okay, eBay store, Thrifter Sifter. Make sure you you buy That's stuff it. from him right. on there. So we got our boy uh, C.L. Furlong. He says, yo, 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 yo. straight yo. from um, Australia. He's a good friend of us, a friend of ours, supporting the YouTube channel since day one. Right, Dustin? Day numero uno. Day numero uno. So we'll get we'll go ahead and get into the interview, uh, Matt, because we you know, we want to get to know you a little bit more. And uh, so, Matt, the thrifter sifter. Tell us your origin story, my friend. How did you become a reseller? Let us know. Uh, tell us the adventure, the different things that you came across. What made you want to do this crazy thing that we like to call reselling? <laughs> uh, I mean, I uh, 
I did Facebook mark, marketplace locally when I was in Mississippi before I moved here to South Dakota last year. So that's mainly all I did before. But when growing up, my mother worked at Antique Booths growing up. So I was around that, I guess, a lot. I was always watching reselling channels, American Pickers and Cincinnati Pickers, Chef Flip, stuff like that, you know, YouTube. And then when I moved to South Dakota is really whenever I really got into it. And um, surprisingly, I was walking the dog one day and I saw a garage sale. And I was like, man, I miss garage sales. Me and my mother used to do those all the time growing up. I said, well, let me take the dog back to the house. And I went back to the garage sale. I didn't really see anything there. And as I was leaving, I was walking back to get in my truck. And I saw this. It looked like a brand new Callaway golf bag for $3.50. I was like, wow. That's a steal. And I was like, that's a good brand. So I got in my truck. I looked it up. It wasn't like a high-end bag. It was um, just kind of like their basic one. But I found it like on Dick's Sporting Goods for 160 brand new. It looked like it barely been used. So I picked it up. I put it on Facebook Marketplace because that's what I normally did. And I sold it in a couple hours for 60 bucks. And I was like, man, you know, I see these guys going to garage sales all the time. I see them doing it. And I had a... Um, full-time cleaning business in Mississippi. So I had employees still working at the time when I moved here and managing all that from afar. So I was doing this kind of on the side, building it up. And, uh, and I just saw a lot of potential. What's up? What's up? Uh, what's going on? I just see our friends on. Yep. Yeah. We got Bishop in the house and we got uh, Jess also saying hi. Yes, yeah. Thank up? you so much for joining us today, guys. But keep going, Matt. And sorry to interrupt you there. Oh no, 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 you're good. Um, yeah, I just uh, I realized, man, it's like I could I could really get caught up in my bills. I could, you know, really kind of just do this and see see where it goes. And so I I was I had the cleaning business in Mississippi, and so all my clients, I they they know I moved. I had everything set up through uh, Venmo, so I would have a crew go work, and then I would Venmo all the clients and. And I was basically just do working by phone. So I started reselling on the side and I got to where I was, I was making pretty good money every week, you know, and um, I just built it up. I built up my inventory and, you know, I made mistakes along the way, but uh, I got better. And, and then here I am now I've got what over 550 listings, you know, so and, I, and I really just, I, you know, a lot of people think I've been doing this for a long time, but, I, I grew, like I said, I grew up around this kind of stuff. I know about a lot of stuff mm -hmm. like collectibles and, you know, I, I'm always learning more as well, but um, anybody can do this. You know, any, it's a no brainer. As long as you know how to read salt comps and, and what's currently listed and just, you know, if you're willing to go sit in a section of the thrift store and just look through suit jackets, you know, yep. nothing about and just keep looking up, Keep, keep looking up stuff if it's worth anything or not. Even if you sit there for two hours and don't find anything, mm -hmm. you know, it's like if you're willing to go through all that, I mean, you can learn pretty quick. And then you'll see something again. Oh, hey, I just sold one of those shirts last week. You know, let me grab that. And uh, absolutely. So, mm -hmm. anybody, I agree. You know, I really haven't been doing this very long. A lot of people think I'm doing it for a long time. So, how long have you been doing it? Uh, since last year, September. So. September. That's amazing. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Very that is impressive. That is very impressive. And we'll get Anybody. into, we'll get into you transitioning from part-time to, cause currently you're full-time. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So you had your own business before and then now you, I mean, you have your own business now and, but you're doing it a reselling a hundred percent full time. So we'll get yeah. into that for sure. 
but we'll go ahead and, and move on because I have a good – we have some pretty good questions on that also. And um, so we have Courtney White, my sister-in-law, says, you say anyone can do it, but the majority of people I I know who resell have beards. <laughs> that is – that's the number one rule. You that's, have to have a beard. That is Courtney. funny, right? You I have think, to have a beard. Who does? Who do we know that doesn't have a beard that resells? Tim. Tim that's true. Well, that's because Tim can't. He <laughs> he wants the beard. he wants a beard. <laughs> he wants one. He wants one. It's just um, you know, it's that's just uh, it's a little hard for him to grow one for sure. Mm-hmm. But Matt has a fantastic beard for sure. Matt, mm-hmm. I think you might have the best beard out of all of us right now. Been growing pretty crazy since like. Mm-hmm. Yep. I would love to. You know, I don't know. I feel like it could be a lot better, but I was like, I wonder if I should get the wax and, you know, do some oh, stuff, but sure. I don't know. I mean, we'll, we got to hook up for that. that. Yeah, we have, we have a, uh, a uh, sponsor for that, um, that guy's beard oil, so we'll send you some wax. All right. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah uh, Gorgeous says, oh, I, yeah. I don't. She does, that's true. So, that's most, true. I wonder, let us know, uh, Jess, Jess, if there's something that the women – like a like a common thing that all women resellers have that is equivalent to the men the men resellers with beards. Oh, CL Furlong says he does it, but I I right. feel like you can grow a pretty good one though. He he probably let's do a challenge. He, he's got Furlong. Furlong. He's, is in, mainly he's on in Australia. YouTube? Is Furlong mainly on YouTube? Uh, he's on YouTube and uh, and he's on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll check him out. And I think he has a TikTok as well, but I don't think he's uh very very active. Mm-hmm. But I do. Hey, he does have long, luscious hair for that sure. That's true. So he says, yeah, YouTube and Insta. So yeah, for sure, guys. So, uh, let's get into our next sem- segment. But before we do, guys, we do want to announce that Dustin and I have just released our oh, new oh. merch for spring. Yes, we and did. So you can find that on our link in the bio. All shirts are nineteen ninety nine. These are designed by uh, us, you know, one hundred percent nineteen ninety nine plus shipping and handling and tax. We have three new designs. This one is one of my favorites. It says uh, on the front. It says I feel like reselling on the front, and then on the back it says catch you on the flip side, Nashville nice. with the TriStar which is one of our sayings. And then we have the next one, which just says flip with an collegiate lettering available in all colors. Really nice quality shirts. And then my favorite one, the risk it for the biscuit t-shirt on the front has got the tri-star with the lightning bolts. And on the back, it says risk it Mm. for the biscuit, the Nashville flippers, which is, you know what you got to do guys when you're a reseller Sometimes you got to risk it for the biscuit and buy things that you're just not familiar with. Wouldn't you agree, Matt? Yep. I do it too. Yeah. Risk it. Got to risk it for the biscuit. Let us know guys in the, in the comments, what have been some of the things that you guys have risked it for the biscuit that you ended up making some crazy, crazy money on. I'm very curious. I'm super curious Mm -hmm. to see what that is. So, for the next segment, guys, we have this is my this is almost going to be one of my favorite segments because I like to get to know uh, people a little bit more. It's called overrated, underrated, where we give Matt a a word or a topic, and he tells us in his opinion if it's overrated or underrated, and tell us why. 
So we have 10 things, Matt, and some are reselling related and some are not. So for the first thing, overrated or underrated, Matt? Matt, you look a little nervous over there. Yeah, I was, I was a little worried about this uh, this one because I'm, it's I'm, all, it's like, all your... uh, I'm such a middleman on a lot of stuff. Okay, so. but you got to pick but, overrated right, or underrated in your opinion, in your opinion for sure. So first one, Goodwill, Matt. Is Goodwill yeah, we, we overrated? We talked about this already. I, this one I definitely think is overrated and underrated. Uh, and the, the reason, well, yeah, I don't know. It's just, pick uh, one or the other, Matt. That's the rule. Pick one or the <laughs> other. Um, I don't know. Well, okay, let's give us give us a reason why you think it's overrated, and give us a reason why you think it's underrated. Uh, my mind is a blank. Um, I don't, I don't know. I can't even. Uh, or just pick one. I'll say. All right, I'll say it's underrated. Because there's a lot of good clothes there you can get for cheap. Um, like this shirt. I bought this John Lennon shirt there for two bucks, you know. Still. I mean, it may be pre-owned, but it's, you know, you can get good clothes for cheap, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. one for sure. So underrated in Matt's opinion. So uh, we have Jess bringing in some info. She says she bought tickets to the Cubs game in 2016 when they went to the World Series. Risked it for the biscuit. Let's go. <laughs> nice. nice. I, I don't know if – I guess she might be in the Illinois area or a longtime Cubs mm-hmm. fan. So, hey, I will – hey, Dustin, if the Tigers ever make to the Super Bowl, bro, yep, we may have to risk it for the biscuit. Gonna have to risk it. Or at least be in the parking lot or in the city. I just we just got to be in the city, you know. At least, yeah, at least. To. So the next, I the <laughs> next topic, Matt. Underrated, overrated, macaroni and cheese. Macaroni and cheese. Yes, sir. Uh, underrated. Underrated. Let us know why. I mean, I don't know if it's basic macaroni and cheese. I feel like because it can definitely be leveled up a okay. lot, in a lot of ways. Okay. Can do a lot of stuff with mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. I worked in restaurants for a long time. So tell us a little. What what was the best mac and cheese dish that you made? What do you put? Uh, you, you, are you putting shrimp in there? Are you putting some black truffle cheese, in there? Mac and cheese, something like that. What is it? What, one more time. Mac and cheese, probably lobster mac and Ooh, cheese. Yeah, Ooh. like interesting. With a little uh, breadcrumbs on top. Oof. Ooh, Ooh, that, that sounds, sounds good. Like that. Sounds yeah. delish. That delish. sounds good <laughs> for sure. So macaroni and cheese is underrated. Yard sales, my friend. Overrated, underrated. Um, I say underrated. Mm-hmm. Underrated because it's just there's not enough people that go to garage sales. I feel like there's so much good stuff you can find for nothing. And you see, we're doing it all the time and making making good money doing it. You know, I agree. It is, I a, lot think work. It is a lot of work. I can't tell you how many garage sales I go to to find good stuff. But when you do, you know, it's you're glad, you know, it's worth it. You're glad you got mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I had someone message me on a, I did a garage sale video today. Oh, you have the best stuff at your garage sales. I'm like, yeah, it took like 12 garage sales to find all this, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. So. I know people are always seeing all the highlights, but I mean, we're putting in work. We're yep. out there. We're out there hustling for every 10 yard sales. Mm-hmm. You, you might find one that is hitting, you know? Yep. So, so you got to be picky and see what you what you're buying. So the next o- overrated, underrated topic: superhero movies. Matt, 
overrated or underrated? Oh, man. You're probably going to kill me on this one. Uh, I'd say probably overrated. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, you know, I say overrated because I just don't watch a lot of movies. I'm okay. Just, I'm more of a, I guess, a TV series. But honestly, I don't I don't watch like hardly any TV except for a few YouTube shows um, throughout the day. But, but whenever I do get down and watch a good superhero movie, I, I really like it. So, uh, there's one that just came out the other day I watched. I can't remember what it is. If I if I think of it, I'll let you know. So over, huh. so over or under? Oh, I think I said over. Over? So they're overrated? Yeah. Okay. I don't know, though. I feel like people are going to... I don't know. I just don't. I'm not a big movie person, so that's the only reason. But so, in your opinion, I, I think they're a little overrated. I I, I might yeah. agree with you. But Some growing up, aren't that good. Like growing up, I was all about you know that kind of stuff. But, uh, but yeah. Nice. So, next topic: Facebook Marketplace. Overrated or underrated? Underrated. I agree okay. with that. I think it's going to take over eBay. I think I don't know. Oh, let us yeah, give us your opinion on that. Um, I just well, I was doing some research a few days ago, and uh, they have four to five times the foot traffic as eBay does currently right now. I think there's some tweaks they got to work out for sure. You know, um, I barely even use Facebook anymore now that I'm on TikTok so much, but. But a lot of people still do, and it's the biggest social media platform there is right now. And if you can turn a social media platform into a place to sell stuff, I think it's a great idea. Mm -hmm. TikTok could do that somehow. You know, it may be. I mean, we are doing that on TikTok but as far as a marketplace. I don't know. I just think, you know, and, and what I was worried about is when you list stuff on there, it seems like you get a lot of views right off the bat. But after a while, it like kind of slows down. Mm. But now they have it where you can relist every like seven days. You know, and uh, I don't know. I just see a lot of potential. So I think there's always a place for eBay. I just feel like Marketplace, uh, there's not a lot of, surprisingly, there's a a lot of people on the shopping. But when you look up like certain items, there's not a lot of competition on there. So I don't know. But one day it will be. So So do you think it's better for a person to buy off of Facebook or sell? Ooh. I don't know. I mean, I, so many people. Were, I feel like so many people were at their home playing on Facebook Marketplace than they are on eBay. I just, um, which is better? I don't know. I want to say eBay because I love eBay. I that's what I mainly do. You know, that's what all of us do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just feel like I don't know. I just been hearing a lot of people I talk to resellers who have stuff that's net not selling and they're cross posting it on facebook marketplace and it's selling like really fast mm. so i just feel like and it could be categories you know we got to mm-hmm. switch up different categories on ebay but uh, i've just been hearing this a lot lately and it's just something that's been uh, mainly you know me and uh jason hayes and chris at peak we talk about this stuff and it, they just noticing a big a big um they just noticing that they've been crushing it on there with a lot of stuff that's been selling slow on ebay so Interesting. This makes okay. me wonder, and makes me wonder if there's some potential there in the future. But who knows? Yeah, they definitely have to work out some kinks. With yeah. it. So. Yeah, there's definitely. I don't like. I don't like how it looks on there. Yeah, with, I think uh, it's terrible. I think it's terrible. Yeah, they got to switch it up. They got to change it. But. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I think uh, the demographic on what who's on Facebook, I think they also have to change that because I mean, what is it? I would think that the I would think that over fifty percent of uh, the demographic is boomers that are currently on Facebook, mm-hmm. and so depending on what you're selling there, you almost want to um, tailor what you're selling towards people like that because I mean, I don't see Gen Z getting on Facebook, you know. Yeah. So they may have to, you know, do yeah, some market market like research. It's still, it's still really early. I just, but the the, oh, the no. fact being that there's so much of a foot traffic right now, it makes me wonder if you know, and their fees are a lot cheaper. You know, they can make everything so much cheaper and just take over. You know, mm-hmm. and then eventually yeah. change it one day. Who knows? But yeah, competition is yeah. good for sure for everybody. So. Next thing, uh, overrated, underrated. I'll say one other thing too. Is yeah, that a lot of, of people are afraid of change, and that's one thing I've always mm-hmm. told myself. You've got to be willing to evolve if that's what it takes, you know. So, um, anyway, so just put put that out there. Uh, no. I can't tell you how many jobs I've worked where people are like afraid of change. Yeah, like you got to be able to adapt if you want to make it. Adapting adapt. and pivoting for sure. And we'll get into. I actually have a question that touches on that a lot. You know, having to do with the pandemic and how you uh, pivoted and shifted mm-hmm. your business. So we'll get into that here later. But um, over mm-hmm. under, overrated, underrated, dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. <laughs> dinosaurs. Uh, that's a that's a weird one. Maybe underrated. Okay. Uh, the reason why is I I I thought I'm not going to name who I saw. Uh, Maybe we talked about this. I think we did talk about this. Maybe that's why you're asking me about this. I picked up some uh, toy dinosaur toys. Is that what we're oh, talking yeah. about? Oh, yeah. Okay. And uh, I picked up a bunch no, of No, I just put it on there. I completely forgot we had this conversation. You <laughs> forgot we had the conversation? Okay. I paid $4 for 50 cents a piece for like eight huge dinosaur toys at a garage sale. Because I thought I saw someone else talking about it on the video about how buying them in bulk and selling them is a lot. Sells good. <laughs> I bought them, and then I got home. I was looking on the comps. I was like, oh, crap. That was a bad buy. And then I put them on Facebook Marketplace, and I sold them within a day for 16 bucks. so locally. So you just I, – maybe I could have priced more if I had a few people ask me about them. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, okay. Nice. As far as reselling goes, as far yeah. as dinosaurs yeah. go, I think they're pretty awesome. So. Yeah. Dinosaurs are cool for sure. Yeah. So overrated, underrated, eBay. Ebay, uh, underrated. Okay. Like, like I said, I, I would love to, I don't like, I don't, I was talking about Facebook and everything. I would love eBay to be the main thing. I think there's a lot of people that just don't shop on there anymore. There's a lot of great stuff on there. I just think people are missing out. Okay. Nice. Shopping wise and selling wise. I agree. I agree for sure. So next topic, uh, vintage toys. Um, underrated. I know you pick up a lot of vintage toys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of my best sellers too. Vintage board games, you know, video games, figurines, all kinds of stuff. So nice. So guys, make sure to pick up those vintage toys. Overrated, underrated, Matt. Aliens. Aliens. <laughs> overrated. <laughs> overrated. He said. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that there's more life out there, but I don't know if we're ever going to find them. I'm sure they're in a 
gal like a galaxy far far away you know we can't even humans can't even make it that far out of their planet because of the temperature changes and everything you know it's like i don't see i think another life form trying to make it out you know be able to adapt to all those i don't know i just think it's i got you i think people are just i don't know uh, for sure, for sure. So, overrated, underrated, vintage clothing. Vintage clothing. Ugh, I don't know. Oh, he's like, torn on this one, guys. He's torn. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I think it, I guess I'd say underrated. Um, I don't know though. A lot of people know that vintage clothing is good stuff, you know. But there's a lot of people that say, you know. Why do you want to pay all that money for that when you could just go buy it new? I mean, where are you going to find another one of those? You know, you're not mm -hmm. going to find that stuff mm -hmm. probably ever again. You know, nice. So, all right. So we two left, Matt. Uh, over <laughs> overrated, underrated soccer, or someone may say football. Oh man, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not really a big, big sports person, so. I'd probably say overrated. I played soccer as a kid and I hated it, so that's the only reason. Why. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm just for sure. one. Awesome. So last last topic for overrated, underrated trading cards. Trading cards. Any kind of feeling, trading cards. I had a feeling Pokemon or something was going to be one of them. <laughs> um, I don't know. What's uh, when you think about it being a piece of paper card and how much these can be worth, you know, but they're made in rarity for a reason. Um, so they become highly collectible. I think I would say underrated just because uh, there's, there's a YouTube channel I watch pretty often. It's like baseball. Um, um, it's like collector, buyer, reseller. I don't know if you were watching before. Great stuff. I, I'm not a big sports fan or a big fan of trading cards, but I watch them pretty often just to learn stuff. It's crazy mm. what some of that stuff can go for, you know. I mean, definitely underrated. You find that stuff. I mean, the right one, you could change your life. <laughs> you got that right. Exactly. I'm sure you. I'm sure you know that too. Find the right one. Oh, yeah. I know. I was telling Dustin um, yesterday uh, that I'm, I'm actually starting to invest in buying uh, Fortnite cards. Just okay. packs and keeping them sealed for down the road. And this is my reasoning why is because the current generation, I feel like Fortnite is going to be the Pokemon of this generation because it's such a big IP I, in video I sold, games. I saw a Fortnite toy the other day within a day. Someone's like, oh, no, don't buy that. Sold within a day. <laughs> exactly. So I feel like that IP is going to be like Pokemon down the road, and then they're going to want something tangible to uh, to bring those nostalgic memories back. And I know that, that currently right now, if you find Fortnite cards, uh, the ones to look for are like uh, Dark Knight, Ice King, Ice Queen. I mean, those are going for around $500 a piece. And that's way more than what they were going for. That's way more than what Pokemon was going for when it was at its peak. That's so, crazy. Or at, at when it was at its peak when it first came out. So, like, I would recommend if you see them at Walmart, just buy a pack and just keep it sealed 15 years later. You never know. Mm -hmm. kind of, it'll be kind of like Pokemon cards, you know? Mm -hmm. Like a sealed pack of Pokemon cards is, is worth thousands of dollars. 
That's that's. I, insane. I actually have a. I got a question for you, for both of you. Actually, it has to do with mainly yeah. collections and Pokemon. Speaking of that guy about that baseball card collector, where buyer, they do really well with buying old collections. I know with Pokemon, you really got to be careful because you buy someone's uh, lot of cards just by buying a bunch of energy cards or just mm-hmm. junk stuff, you know. But have you ever thought about buying like collectors' stashes? You know, they want to just get rid of their stash, like go in and look through in it and seeing if it's worth picking up. Because this guy, he like that's all he does. He he doesn't believe in buying packs and 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 uh picking cards out of them uh he used to work at a trading car trading card store and he's you know he's seen people open up packs and spend a bunch of money on stuff and when you could just go buy collections what what is your thoughts on that um do you think that there's money to be made buying collections and going through and and selling it especially maybe older collections i'll let you grab with this one d um here to see what you think there's actually one worth, I'm looking at. Or do you think at. it's worth ripping open packs <sighs> and just hoping to get lucky when you could potentially look through? I'm talking about go and look through like 10,000 car lots by, you know. Yeah. It depends on what the, what cards are in there. Like I'm yeah. looking at one on offer up. It's like 175 for quite a few cards. And there's some decent cards in there, like a rookie Deion Sanders, some rookie, was it Brett Favre, a couple couple good players that I know of, but it could be just a mix of a bunch of, you know, yeah, crappy totally. players. You got to look to see what's yeah, in there. Yeah, you got to look, yo. But you I think I would. doing something like that, especially Pokemon yeah. cards? Pokemon, Pokemon's it's cards deep. hard because it know. could be just no one's getting rid of their good cards. Exactly. I'm sorry. No one's getting rid of those. So it's going to be a bunch of more common, uncommon. Well, all so what, I, what I noticed this guy is like um, he's buying these. Like he'll go to people who maybe had an addiction with cards. They just mm-hmm. keep buying packs, and they just keep opening them, put the cards away, open them, put them away, and they realize they have a problem, and they're like, "Okay, I just got to sell everything. I'm trying to mm-hmm. stop doing this," or they move on to something else. And he goes in there and buys all their collection, and a lot of it ends up being junk. But sometimes he he finds some pretty amazing stuff in there. So, I th- yeah, I think it's a different- thirty thousand dollars worth of profit. You know, it's That's a lot of work. Cool. I think it's a lot of work going through and, you know, bulking up all those energy cards or basic cards and selling them as bulk lots. I'm sure it's a lot of work. No one's buying that. It's garbage. Yeah. The only way, the only way, you know, because we do know that Pokemon trading cards, it's a, it's a trading card game. So there are some cards that people buy for the game that are actually play the game competitive players that are good for the deck building game and then you can lot them up in lots of four because there's you know you go online and you'll see the best cards best decks best in the in it categorizes which cards are the ones for the best decks and those are easy to sell online that may not be worth a lot uh individually but if you have four of them you can probably make twenty dollars but to answer your question uh matt to buying packs to buying cards or collections um it varies because if they're vintage cards, the people know what they have, and they usually jack up the price because even yeah. if they think it's a Charizard card, not all Charizard cards are mm. worth money. And, and then the condition of the cards is what's super important. Mm-hmm. So even mm-hmm. if they have a really good vintage collection and it's just trashed, it's not worth anything. It really isn't worth that much money. And then for the modern cards that are currently available that – 
um, you'll be better off buying the individual car that you want than continuously opening them packs because essentially <laughs> it's gambling. We all know it's gambling. Yeah. We pay four dollars for this pack. Hopefully, 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 or hoping that we're going to pull that three hundred dollar card, which hardly never happens. Never happens. You know, no. but it's just part of it. It's part of the good thing about Dustin and I with Pokemon. We are collectors, and we do like to collect the cards we don't necessarily just want one card like dustin what are you like missing three cards to complete complete your set for the new one of the newer uh, uh sets right you're missing, missing like three or four cards no more than that more the baby shiny more than that yeah okay right but, i got another i yeah. got another good question when is for both of you when is the last time you played a game of pokemon with someone else i play every day online oh you do Mm-hmm. Okay, I was just curious. I just wonder yeah. if the percentage of people who buy to sell and collect, if they're actually a lot of them actually play the game. You know what's really cool about the uh, the Pokemon cards <sighs> is that when you open a pack of Pokemon cards, there's a code card that's in there with mm-hmm. a code, and then they have they have a uh, like you can go to Pokemon.com and download the like uh, online game, so you can put in that code card and you get a digital. Uh, pack to open and you can use those cards to make your decks and then play them online against other mm-hmm. people so dustin and i play i mean we play online yeah, like, yeah. All the time. it makes total sense mm-hmm. yeah i was just curious about that you know i actually um i used to play magic the gathering a good bit but yeah me too uh, and that was a really fun game i i never really got into pokemon it's kind of a long story that my family just don't yeah, I get it, man. That's like a lot of people say that it's like, oh, it's demonic, it's the devil, or whatever. I mean, I get I bought, it. Yeah, I bought. Well, I don't know. I don't want to get into it. They may be watching. yeah, but yeah, yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, I played when I was a kid, but it's. Uh, but yeah, so I never really got into it. But I played Magic the Gathering when I got older, and uh, it was pretty fun. I really, yeah. Did. Same concept with Pokemon Magic the Gathering. Yeah, I know there's a lot of really expensive Magic the Gathering cards, mm-hmm. the alpha, you know, the alpha sets and the beta sets, things like that that are worth tons of money. Recently, Post Malone was seen uh, buying Magic the Gathering cards for his collection, vintage Magic the mm-hmm. Gathering cards. Can I stop buying, buying those now? Yeah, they're gonna blow up. So, but for sure. Yeah. So, um, so. The next topic that we have, guys, and make sure again, guys, make sure you hit the uh, like and subscribe on our YouTube. And if you're following us on our, or listening to us on our podcast this week in reselling, make sure you follow us. And uh, yeah, so uh, make sure, yeah, so follow us on all social media platforms. The National Flippers on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. And send us, shoot us an email if you ever have any questions. The Nashville Flippers at gmail.com. And uh, make sure to follow Matt. His socials are down in the bottom in the description. So next question, Matt. Talk about how um, you talked about going part-time to full-time. Tell us your reasoning why and just your overall thought process. And was it scary? Were you intimidated? Like, what? Tell tell us what happened there. And that recently happened in February, I believe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was doing the cleaning stuff. I started that um, with someone I used to be in a relationship with, and we'd split up. And I had always managed it and everything. And um, I don't know. I just that's what I'm saying. It's more. Um, yeah, I'd always. Um, I 
I started that and you know, it was great. It was a good business. It was very exhausting. I was cleaning six, seven days a week with the crew. This is right before I moved here from Mississippi. Very exhausting. I mean, I would get out. We had um, 30 something houses. We were um, maintaining a month, whether it's weekly, biweekly or once a month. And then I also had a deal with contractors and stuff whenever they would uh, build a new house we would go in and do the final cleaning and clear all the dust and all that stuff out i was doing offices and other stuff i mean it was just crazy and it, i was working so much and going and looking at new places it was just exhausting and uh, there it was a great a great thing but i was selling stuff on the side of facebook marketplace uh, later later i had met someone and, and i moved to south dakota and um but i but my crew they wanted to keep working so i said look i'm gonna do it as much as i can i'm gonna you know keep up with as much as i can so that's what i did from september till uh, end of january but it was just very hard not being there and being here uh communicating all day while i was building up TikTok and uh, reselling and stuff and uh, i eventually i just saved up my money i just saved up and um and that was really a lot more comforting whenever i decided to go full time so literally the day i decided to go i that was my last day doing that um the next day i got that antique booth so i, I never really got a break i just went right into it and then got going with that and um so so far so good uh you know at the time i only had 350 listings so and now i have 550 and then I also I have to price stuff for the anti boot too, clean stuff and price stuff and take it there. It's like twenty minute drive away, you know. So I do that once a week. So it's been uh, it's been a lot of work, but it's starting to pay off. So starting to make pretty good money. That's good. Now, That's do you awesome. worry about your finances or like like how do you like? I'm sure you're doing pretty good considering you're full time, you know. But it's like, is that something that's like looming over your head, or you're just like? Well, my girlfriend, what you take out kind of thing. My girlfriend just went part time, going from ninety hours every two weeks to thirty five. So we're trying to do this more now and build it up. So now, right now, it's kind of been a little bit like, okay, now I really got to start power listing. So I've been last week. I listed. I don't know. I need to be listing a lot more, but there was like a couple of days I knocked out fifty listings. Wow. So yesterday I did 17 and then I also, I also, uh, priced probably 10 things for my booth, you know, cleaning stuff as well. I just, I just had to expand it. I just expanded it. I got to go up there, um, probably tomorrow, start moving some shelving in there. We had to build a pegboard wall, 12 foot pegboard wall, eight foot high. Cause they don't want us to hang stuff on the wall. So I had to build that. It's been a lot of work, you know, so. I work every day. I, there, just recently, I had to take a day off because I was just so over. Yeah, <laughs> so man. I've been working every day since I started TikTok, pretty much. No lie. I mean, every single day till almost till eleven o'clock at night. You know, so at least that's great. So, tell us about your antique booth. Like, tell us a little bit about that. Like, what what did you want to? Um, why did you want to get an antique booth? Well, I mainly started because I had a lot of stuff when I started that. The shipping's too high compared to the price that it sells for, and I probably shouldn't have bought it, you know. So a lot of stuff I put in there, low price, just trying to sell it off. But I also I had um, a bunch of cool stuff that just doesn't sell for a lot of money. By the time you have the fees and everything, it just it made no sense. So I I used that 
a lot for that reason. But now that garage sales have been up and running, I've been buying a lot of stuff to go in there and actually like to sell it and everything. So I have a lot of Tupperware in there. I've been buying a lot of Pyrex lately and putting in there. Uh, I got like beer signs I just bought at a garage sale last week to go up on the wall, um, stuff like that. It's been a little slow the past week because they had that big neighborhood garage sale here. 350 garage sales last week wow. in one neighborhood. I did 90 in two days because it was all like within a, it was all within a maybe a 10 block radius, you know, all the way around. So we didn't, we would park the car. And you could see like seven garage sales. That's crazy. In the four corners. So we would hit everyone, get in the car, drive around the corner, hit them all again. I did a live show too on the TikTok while I was out there. It was, it was a lot of fun. That's like amazing. Dream. It's like a dream right yeah, there. That, sure. is, that sounds like a dream. I got so much footage. I mean, I got enough footage for like a month, no, no, probably a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. So when you're not there in the antique booth, I mean, is this place open? Like, is it in a warehouse? Like, describe Seven it a little. Seven days a week. Seven wow. days a week, 10 to 6, it's open. I don't have to do any work there. I go out there once a week. It's in the same building as a Savers thrift store, too. So a lot oh, of times okay. I'll go there, I'll fill it up, I'll run into the Savers for a minute, just look around, and then come back home. So, so like, if something – so you have, like, a section in the store – and then when something sells, I guess somebody's like writing down what sells, and then later they reimburse you or they so take I out. A, uh, so I currently I have a five by ten spot. I just expanded it, but for that spot it cost me one twenty five a month, and then there's five percent commission fees. Okay, um, I have a I have a number thirty five is my booth, so I write that number on my all my tags, and then I put the price on there. Anything over twenty nine ninety nine, you have to write firm on it. Or put a line under it. Otherwise, they can opt for like ten percent off if if they know about the special or whatever. But, um, but uh, so if every every time something sells, um, it goes into their system. And at the end of the day, if I sell something, I get a notification on my phone. I get an email, and I can check and I can see what sold. I can see uh, my net, my net, my gross, like gross and everything, um, right there. So and then then at the end of the month, let's say if I did. 350 sales uh, for the month, then they just take out the 125 and the 5% commission of my sales, and then I get a check for the rest, basically. So Nice. I so would you say, recommend... Uh, go ahead. Would you recommend that people, like, if there's an ability to do, like, a flea market booth or antique booth, would that be something that you would recommend people to do? Um, I would, but I wouldn't say that it's going to be, like, your sole income uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it to be a sole income. I would do it to be as an extra because you're not going to make a living doing it. Maybe if you had a ton of antique boots and a ton of flea markets going on, but I mean, my first couple of months I made like a couple hundred, you know, profit each month. And but now it has been winter here in South Dakota, so now that the weather's nice, people are getting out shopping more. So it should go up. I have a friend that has a booth in there. He told me about it. And like during during Christmas, he has a ten by ten he shares with someone, and during Christmas they did like four grand in sales. So wow, yeah. You know, there's nice. certain times of the year like Christmas when people are out shopping for gifts, you know, and then during the 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 warmer weather days, you know, it's probably a lot better. So for sure, but it's yeah. definitely I'm definitely making money. Um, I would not. I mean, it's paying my gas and and uh, 
I'm, I'm making profit, but I'm not, you know, something. I'm hoping one day, uh, and I put some better stuff in there and expand the booth. I'm hoping that, you know, it'll get to the point to where I'm actually making a little bit more. So I just don't have a lot of stuff in there, but I have a lot of stuff I'm taking there this next week. So I'll do a video update on it. Yeah, that'd be great. And it got, and where people can see that on your TikTok, correct? Yeah, I've got a couple of videos from before, but like I just bought another shelf to go in there and then I bought this other shelf to go on top that's got little sections and I'm going to do like a mug wall, put like just really cool looking mugs in each in each little cubby hole. Um, and then I've got like another shelf on below. I'm going to put like a bunch of Pyrex and stuff on. And then I've got, you know, a lot of cool stuff I'm taking up there. I've got a lot of old phones, like wood antique radios, a lot of stuff I haven't even taken up there yet. So that's nice. So we actually had this question uh, come in through TikTok, Matt, that they wanted to ask you. They said, how much time a week do you need to invest in flipping to make it worth your while? So they're asking, so for a person that want, wants to get into this, how much time a week? To make it worth their while? I mean, make it worth their while. It really doesn't take much time. I mean, if you can go on your lunch break or after you get off work somewhere to go pick up a few things and list it in your meantime, uh, you know, once they sell, then it's going to be it's going to be worth your while. I just say keep your costs low. You, you know, I go buy 10 things at a time, maybe, and then I sell two things. I made my money back. So once those other items sell, it's like, sweet. I just make mm -hmm. it off and mm -hmm. left and right, you know. So it really doesn't take much time at all. It's just getting out there and doing it, you know. Mm -hmm. Got that right, for so, sure. A lot for of people sure. want to do it, but you're not doing it unless you get out there and do it. <laughs> so, yeah, Agreed. Agreed. Just like anything else, you got to put it you, – you take out what you put in. Right. Mm -hmm. So, like so yesterday, good day. I had like seven cells on eBay, you know. So today maybe a little slower, but, you know, a lot of – I mean, definitely whenever I think, okay, I just spent $20 on all these items. I made, you know, 150 bucks profit today. I'm just thinking about – I'm trying to get up to like a 1,000 listings. So before long, I may be making, you know, 300 profit a day. That's really where I want to be at, you mm -hmm. know. So, Oh, that would be that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. a thousand it's listings awesome. a day, huh? Or a thousand listings that would be dude, a lot. Here's a, a here's lot. a question for you, Matt. Now that it, like, where when do you think that you're gonna hit your ceiling and reselling that doing things by yourself to a point to where it's like when do you when are you considering maybe hiring a helper or someone that can help you? Also, say my girlfriend's part time now, so today. Today I had her set up a um, Facebook to sell stuff online. So basically what she did today is set that up, set up the shipping, and she's going through all my old posts, all my old uh, listings on eBay and cross-listing them on the Facebook Marketplace um, mm. and making a list of everything. So that's what I had her working on today. So once she gets all of those on there, I'm going to start having her cross-list more stuff on the Facebook Marketplace. So hopefully that will up some sales. I mean, I'd rather have 550 listings if we were just crushing it every day. But I have a feeling over time there's going to be stuff that's just slower movers that's mm -hmm. going to be filling up, and eventually those items will sell. You'll you'll so like if I have 550 listings and I sell two items that are slow a day, if I have a thousand, maybe I could be selling four slow items a day. So I, I think it was that you know as I build it up, I'll be getting more. Yeah, 
That's a good idea. And that's good that you have someone that's helping you and then you have to pay. Pay her to do it. Oh, I'm, oh, well, I'm, you pay I'm, paying more bills. I'm paying more of the bills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, keep the lights on somehow, yep. right? Right. So that brings us to our next segment of the show, guys, which is one of my favorite segments. I like to call it What's for Sale on Facebook Marketplace, where we find oh, yeah. odd things that we oh, find right. on Facebook Marketplace and give our opinions on. So today, what is for sale on Facebook Marketplace? It is a tater box. A tater box. For for $35, you can be a proud owner of a solid wood slash tater onion box. What are are your uh, thoughts on this, Dustin? It's interesting. I mean, I put a bunch of tater tots in there. (laughs) On the top? Oh, yeah. Put a bunch of tater tots. I think store potatoes and onions, like, to mm-hmm. cook later, but I feel like that would get really moldy after a while. Looks like there's some mold maybe in that drawer in the second picture. Little something going on. I thought it maybe you put the potatoes in there and it cuts them for making potatoes or something. No. <laughs> Don't potatoes like grow eyes and stuff like if they kept in the dark for too long? Yeah, it grows like some kind of it's weird. It's yeah. really weird. Thirty five dollars. I bet hey, I bet I can get it for twenty. I bet you could. Let's see. Let's message Teresa and say, is this still available? <laughs> Hopefully she can get back to us. Where is she working? Uh, Tennessee? Oh, it's yeah, close. Old Hickory, is which close is uh, a little south of where we are we are right now currently. So there you go, guys. So if you want to be a proud owner of yes. a tater box, make sure to check out Teresa on Facebook. And you can be a proud owner of a tater onion box. So that brings us to our next segment, Dustin's favorite segment. My favorite. TikTok comment of the week, which we look into some uh, interesting TikTok comments. And for this one, Matt, and I want your um, opinion on this, uh, ABDL says, Oh, and just a little background here, guys. I found a uh, Guitar Hero guitar on at Goodwill, and uh, I told them I t- let everybody know that these are good to look for. That you can get around thirty dollars plus shipping, and then if you bundle it with the games, you can get more. But my man here says, "Tag me when the- it's sold." In my honest opinion, no one is going to buy this BS. So, what are your thoughts on that, uh, Matt? Well, I mean, I see these all the time. I, I've tagged people on videos before, but it's like you know, I just kind of gave up on doing mm-hmm. that. But you know, one thing about TikTok, man, you get a lot. Of, it's compared to YouTube, it's like it's very toxic. Like, a lot of it's hate. very toxic. Yeah, it's very compared to YouTube. Speaking of that, like I tried doing some negotiating videos recently. On YouTube, it's like it's so easy to do that kind of stuff, and people are all for it. On TikTok, it's like, it's like, man, it's such a bad thing. And it's like, people just, people just like, don't understand, you know. So, people, I think, I think the term reseller is slowly switching to the word scalper. Uh, I hate that. Which I know, is, I hate that too. I really. 
That's not two a diff- bad thing. Two different things, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Where scalping is buying something that is, um, in my opinion, is something buying it at retail with low, low, low supply and jacking it up because everybody want like it's more like a necessity or something, you know, like uh, they're buying that one hot item, the one hot what? item and jacking it up. And reselling mm-hmm. is more of like uh, we're like brokers and we find things that people would want. And we sell it for what market value is going mm-hmm. for. Especially the stuff you find at Goodwill, because not everybody's going to find that at their other Goodwills or anywhere else. And, you know, yeah. putting it up for what market wants to pay for. I feel like I see that hamster profile draw on a lot of those, too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, I don't understand. I don't understand what that is. <laughs> I don't know where that comes from. Yeah. I see that all the time. <laughs> yeah. So, so did you sell it? I haven't sold it yet. I haven't sold it yet, but I will. I will tag him for sure once I sell it. But I think I think that brings up a good point. And I wanted to highlight this comment that people don't know. It's surprising what people don't know that sells mm-hmm. that yeah. people are looking for. That you know they think, man, nobody wants this crap. You know, but people do. They collect. You know, like I was talking to Bill and collect collectibles, Bill. And he was telling me about, you know, 1960s, 1970s patterns for Pyrex that people just collect. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people say, you know, people think, why will anybody want to collect like a dish? People people do it. People collect. Why would anybody yeah. want to collect Pokemon cards? No, someone, I had a video today, uh, and a, a Glasgow video, and one of the items I picked up was this Oster Blender I got for a dollar. Uh, and I said, unfortunately, the blades were uh, broke. It was like just loose spinning in there. I didn't, I didn't realize it until I got home. And um, and I said I was going to sell it for parts for twenty bucks. And someone was like, "Who's going to buy that for parts for twenty dollars when they can just go buy a new one?" I was like, "Vintage sells, period." So people, yep. people, you can't find this stuff anymore, so people will pay for it. You know, it may take a while to sell. Who knows? But it it does sell. Agreed, agreed. So, Matt, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. We have uh, three more segments on the show. These are the these are also biggest of my uh, favorite seg. One of my favorite things. What has been your biggest flip and your biggest bust? Mm. Hmm. It's my favorite one. Hmm. Trying to think of what a bust would be. My biggest flip uh, was twenty eight hundred dollars profit. Uh, wow, that's awesome! That the biggest flip, but I paid up. I paid up for it. I thought I was. I paid thirteen hundred. I I bought some kitchen equipment, and um, I, I the guy was asking fifteen hundred. I, I originally went and bought something else. Okay, I went and bought some different kitchen equipment for fifty bucks. I was going to buy that could sell for like four hundred, uh, which I still have, by the way. I haven't sold it yet, but it's uh one of those unique items, but. Anyway, so when I got there, he's like, oh, I, I was like, do you have anything else for sale? It's like, oh, I have this thing, and it's called a uh, dough rounder. It's like for making dough balls really fast, and it's like people can just – someone can stand there and just drop dough balls down this hole or just pieces of dough down this hole, and it spins around, and it pops out a perfect round dough ball. It does like 800 in an hour. But the problem is that only pizza restaurants want them. you know. So it's like trying to find a pizza restaurant to buy one mm. and just – it's not like selling a deep fryer. Like everybody needs a deep fryer, or a lot of restaurants need deep fryers. So it's 
trying to find or some bakeries will buy them but anyway so i bought it i paid up for it it took like three months to sell i was hoping to sell it for 6500 uh didn't work out that way um i sold it for 4100 you know i i i got the money and and that was that but uh but that was probably the biggest as far as the 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 bust i don't know of anything to be honest with you that i've really bust on uh, to be that's honest, that's good. Yeah. Like, what about something something that you thought was like super cool that you thought would sell really quick? Then you invested a lot of money into it that didn't necessarily sell for the money that you wanted, or just yeah, a, I just said. <laughs> so I guess that was a plus in itself. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm trying to think of what. I, there's probably a lot of stuff that I've sold that I thought I was going to make more money on it, but just didn't pan out that way you know a lot of small stuff it hasn't been anything just very expensive um i'm trying to think of an example i, I really can't think of anything oh i, I, guess, I, I got one okay uh, I, last year i bought this tv dvd combo for eight dollars at a garage sale uh, i've been trying to get rid of it uh it's just i guess it's not a good brand sylvania uh sylvania i guess that's how you say it been in my garage. I hope it still works. <laughs> I'm probably just going to sell it locally because um, I'm trying to sell it for a minimum of 30 bucks. It's like one of those gaming ones, uh, but I can't even sell it for that. So I, I was hoping to sell it for more. But by the time we pay the fees and hoping it doesn't, it gets there safely, you know, it's just, I don't know. So I guess that would be my bust. That's a good bust. That's a good bust. So last thing that we have on the show uh, here, Matt, and thank you so much for coming on. I know we're getting down to the one hour mark. So advice, my friend, for anybody that wants to get into reselling, anybody that wants to open up an antique booth or just anybody that wants to come off their um, their full-time job and go uh, part-time or, you know, go full-time and jump into this. What, what kind of advice do you give somebody that wants to do this? Um, I would say if you're thinking about getting into this, before you invest any money on stuff, try to sell stuff you got yourself that you don't want anymore. Mm -hmm. Try listing it. Don't go don't go to Goodwill or don't go to thrift stores. Don't go to garage sales and just blow a bunch of money, get home, and feel overwhelmed. Like, oh, man, this is a lot more work than I thought, and I just spent all this money. Just try to sell some clothes you don't want anymore that may be worth something. You know, old stereo, some kitchen pots or pans or something like that whatever you have that may be worth something uh and try selling it and see if you like it you know but if you do buy something keep your costs really low as possible um and then list daily you know if you want to get consistent sales mm. well, yeah list daily is a big one because you can trigger trigger that algorithm for sure and get uh, some sales yeah so so that that about sums it up uh dustin do you have any additional questions for matt thank you. we hit it all honestly i think so yeah. yep it was uh, it was a good, good one for sure good good uh it's been a good time yeah man thank you so much for coming on do you ha do you happen to have any questions for us matt i know i was trying to think if there was anything else hmm i don't know I think we pretty much hit it all, honestly. Yeah. Oh, I agree. All about Pokemon, already hit all that and, and stuff like that. So. Um, nice. 
Nice. So, guys, again, uh, thank you so much, Matt, for coming on this week in reselling on our YouTube channel. Guys, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you subscribe to the um, to the podcast. And uh, if you want to check out Matt, all of his socials will be down in the description below. Mm-hmm. Check him out on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. And if you feel like you want some cool stuff, check out his eBay store. Is your eBay store the Thrifter Sifter, or do you have it uh, something different? Uh, yeah, it's Thrifter Sifter, and then I also have uh, these as well, these six Thrifter Sifter hats. Ooh. Ooh. So I'll put that in there, yeah. Super comfy. So got these as well in my store. I need to I like put that. some other stuff in there, but, uh, yeah, I get these made locally from a friend of mine. So Nice. Really like it. I like it. Would you ever want to open up your own website and sell stuff out of there? I've talked about this uh, with my friend uh, Chris at Peak. We talk all the time, mm-hmm. and um, I've talked about. I feel like you know, which I know a lot of people are doing this already. There's a lot of stuff at thrift stores. I feel like I see weeks after weeks. It's good, cool stuff that just no one's there to see or buy. And I feel like there could be a market for that. But um, then again, it's like trying to build. That's. I feel like I would have to build up a whole new. Um, thing for that you know i don't know it i thought about maybe maybe you know putting together a website for a certain item but mm-hmm. i a lot of the stuff i sell is selling you need the right fire for it um i may would cross post it or something like that to my own site yeah i know that bill with collectible bills has his own site that uh he sells his stuff on there he was telling me it just uh, for for him um, the, the certain things that he's selling, it's just mm-hmm. um, just financially it makes more sense to have his own site, yeah. And he can list as many stuff as he wants, and then through the traffic that he's gaining on his social media platforms, people can come on there and buy directly from him and not have to buy from a middleman. Right. Mm-hmm. So his stuff is very specific towards, like you right. said, yeah. a certain genre of people that you know they want. So. But yeah, think, guys, go ahead. I would say I feel like when I put when I when I started the name Thrifter Sifter, um, I was really thinking of just people in general who like to thrift and like sift through stuff. So maybe one day I could turn that into a clothing brand or something like that. Hey. Cool. Nice. I think that would I like be cool, it. But. Yeah, that'd be cool. Well, I forgot what your name was before you changed it because I remember you changing it. I had a different name before. I think so on your TikTok, wasn't it? Wasn't it just your name or? Oh, I, I don't think so. No, okay. <laughs> Maybe I did have a different profile picture on there, like myself for a while. That's okay. probably what it was. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Yeah, long time ago. Yeah. So, guys, uh, thank you so much, Matt, for coming mm-hmm. on. Again, make yeah. sure you follow him on all his social media platforms. Yeah. And uh, that's it. Anything else, Matt? Uh, nice to meet you, Dustin. It's been a pleasure. Nice meeting you. And uh, we'll have to do this again sometime off of the Absolutely. Or so. For sure, yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. So, guys, thank you so much for for everyone joining us. And uh, thank you so much for all the love and appreciation that you've showed us. Mm-hmm. And uh, my name is Ray. My name is Dustin. My name is Matt. And we'll catch you guys on. <laughs> the flip side. The flip side. Yeah. Peace. Yeah. God bless you Stay on for a little bit, Matt. All right.